Well, as you may know, I was away for most of the last week and a bit. I was in London covering the death of the Queen, the ascension of King Charles III. It was a, it was it was quite the experience. Just something to see, to watch history go by like that was was truly extraordinary. You feel privileged to be able to be there to talk about it, to talk to people about it, and that was probably the part of it that was the most um, the most striking was just how much people wanted to talk about the Queen, what she meant to them, uh, what she meant to their families, how she was woven into the fabric of their family histories, and so forth. Um, and that part of it was, was you know, that, that part of it was was touching, actually, to talk to people about it, because it was so much, it was about so much more than the monarchy and the royal family. It was about people's families, about people's lives, about the passage of time, about the end of an era, about the end of generations, about generations passing on and what they leave behind and the memories they leave behind and what happens when they're gone. And I think the Queen at 96 was became that sort of symbol of a generation that was disappearing. And now that she's gone, she was sort of the last vestige of it for many people who had already lost parents or grandparents over the past while. Needless to say, when someone of her stature passes, um, there is always a bit of a clamor for things that feature them. And very few people was, were featured on more things than the late queen, 33 currencies in all around the world. Well, collectors, it turns out, have been scrambling to secure rare coins and bills bearing her likeness, um, even though her portrait will, will really be in circulation for many, many more years to come. Bills last longer. We don't use them as much. Coins, obviously, too. So we're going to be we're going to have Queen Elizabeth on our money for a very long time to come. Still, there has been a lot of demand for some of the rarer ones, including some Canadian ones, uh, a pre World War II or Second World War Canadian twenty dollar bill featuring Elizabeth as a child. Uh, Australia's platinum jubilee fifty cent coin. There've been a bunch out there that are on high demand these days. We wanted to find out a bit more about that. And to do so, joining me now is Peter Hutchison. He's a senior coin specialist at Hattons of London. Thanks for your time tonight. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. It's funny just how much I think people, especially in countries like Canada, where the you know where the Queen was has been on our currency for most of our lifetimes, people who are who are of a certain age don't know anything else. There's been a lot of questions about well, what happens now, uh, and I think in the UK, obviously the UK being uh, the one area, or England specifically, the one area will that be the most uh, the most acute. Uh, but what does happen when there is the death of a monarch? Uh, well, first thing is to be assured that the the currency, the coinage, and the banknotes, both here in Britain and in Canada, are issued by the central bank. So. Um, or the treasury, as the case may be. So the the money that's in circulation at the moment continues to have validity. Um, it just so happens that the the Queen's portrait will be on it. And of course, the currency these days is designed to be quite durable. So these coins and notes are going to remain in circulation for quite some time yet to come. Um, there's no need, because the, the um, denominations of the coins and notes are isn't going to change. There's no need to call the call the currency in and, and change it over, um, which may have happened if, if the currency system was changing. Um, but what will begin now and what has probably already begun last week is a process to create a portrait of the new king, King Charles III. Um, so the, all we've got to go by is uh, what's happened in the past and typically um, a small group, probably only two or maybe three accomplished portrait designers will be asked to submit some initial sketches or proposals. 
Um, and then a committee, uh, which is made up of people from the, the British Treasury, from the palace itself, and from the Royal Mint uh, here, will um, view this and make a determination. And either one or two of those designed designers will be asked to continue their work on a portrait uh, of the king. Um, and at that point, they'll then be given, um, they're usually given a sitting with the king himself. Um, and as you can imagine, there's so much going on at the moment with the uh, the accession of Charles III. This can often take quite some time to just get get the time in the in the new monarch's diary to make this happen. So, typically, going on what's happened um, in in the past, these portraits can take between three and six months to to be created and to then start appearing on currency. As you mentioned, I mean, when I think back even to 20 years ago, the, the, the shelf life of a, of a banknote was, was quite short. And these days, of course, with all the plastification and so on, um, the banknotes are pretty durable. It could take quite a while, for instance, for a country such as Canada or Australia or New Zealand, who all have very similar notes now, uh, to actually start to have to bring those out of circulation and put new ones in. Well, and even even Britain's in the process that they're down to the last note that the largest note in the series is about to become a polymer note. Mm -hmm. So these polymer notes are designed to last 10 years, if not 15. Um, another sort of consequence of um, the global uh, pandemic and all the lockdowns is that people are now more used to using their cards, chip and pin and, and you know, waving the the chip and pin cards. So the whole speed of circulation of, of currency cash in society has slowed right down. So the, the mints and the central banks are finding that currency is lasting a lot longer now. Um, and they've stepped up the durability. So coins typically 20 to 25 years and, and notes 10 to 15 years. Um, so yes, the queen's face is going to be staring back at us for quite some time, I think. I remember even back as a child, we would still get the odd King George penny uh, in Canada, and this is in the 70s, right, which was uh, quite a while, quite a while, actually not even, if you think back, I guess it wasn't actually that long a time before, but we could see that again here, I imagine, we could still obviously have coins circulating in 20 years if we're still using them um, with the Queen's, with the Queen's portrait on. It's, it's entirely possible, depending on how long, of course, Charles reigns, but it's entirely possible we may see three generations of coins again, as, as you said. <laughs> the coins of George V and George VI and then Queen Elizabeth. We may see that again with Elizabeth Charles and uh, William when he exceeds. But let's not get ahead of ourselves mm -hmm. talking about any future monarchs. We've just, just got ourselves a new one, so. a new one. Is there is there ever any, any pressure to sort of circulate the bills faster when there is a new monarch in place? I mean, there is obviously an idea that that perhaps the new monarch should be on the money. We haven't even had that conversation in this country yet, really. Um, but that that we would speed up the circulation, because as you mentioned, it takes a very long time now for banknotes to uh, to live out their shelf lives. It's it's probably the opposite. Um, the the uh, Britain and Canada will be the same. We'll be sitting on um, advance stocks, not not a huge amount, but they always produce currency in advance of the requirement so that when it's when it's called on by the banking system it's there available to be released so there we know there are there are stocks of circulating coins and notes sitting here in britain waiting uh for release i'll, I'll assume it's the same uh with the bank of canada so um <clears throat> it's it's possible that uh they're not going to simply destroy those 
uh, notes and coins because the moniker's changed. Um, and of course, that will give them the time to undertake the design process. Um, the Mint may also take the opportunity to look at changing the designs on the reverse side, so the other side of the coins. Um, and as you alluded to there, there are, there are countries, Canada, probably Australia, maybe New Zealand, that may consider removing the portrait of the monarch uh, from currency. So, um, so the, those discussions need time to take place. Um, and in, in fact, um, in Australia, I think it requires a referendum of the, of the people, so a full public vote. My guest this half hour is Peter Hutchison. He's a senior coin specialist at Hattons of London. We're talking about the impact of the death of the Queen and the uh, the ascension of King Charles III on currency in general. And as Peter was explaining, it could take quite some time before we start to see um, the new king on our currency, at least commonly. Uh, bills are much more durable than they used to be. Coins have always been relatively durable. So it could take some time. And there is no real rush for it to happen. Obviously, the currency is still legal tender. Um for now and, and forever in that sense. Um, you were mentioning that there's been a surge. I saw I saw an interview that you did, that there's been a big surge in demand or from collectors of some of the more uh, coveted images of, of, of Queen Elizabeth, even Princess Elizabeth on notes. Uh, how is that? How does that work so far? Uh, well, of course, the Queen Elizabeth reigned for such a long period of time. It, it seemed as if it magically may have just gone, gone on and on and on. Um, and I think a lot of people were... Um, caught, a lot of collectors anyway, were caught assuming they'd have as, as long as they needed to uh, acquire whatever they wanted for their collection. So there's been a, a sudden uh, boom, certainly here in Britain, and I can assume it will be in Canada as well, for any of the, um, the rarities. So any of these coins or notes that are known to be hard to get already um, and, and or... Um, are already treasured by collectors and, and bid up at auctions. So this, yeah, we've we've seen uh, an incredible uptake in um, in in people contacting us at Hattons of London and saying they're they're seeking a particular rare British gold coin or whatnot of Elizabeth II. Um, so it's been it's been a, a hectic uh, last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, the number I saw you mentioned was 45-fold, which seems like an astounding amount of, of calls to be fielding uh, about. Sir, are you are you able to find the? Are, are they out there to be had? Well, no, and of course, the, inevitably, these people are after some of the, the harder things to find. So, what what in some respects we don't want is a lot more people looking for them and suddenly looking for them. Um, but that's that's really what's happened. So, uh, we've seen. Um, there, there are some issues that were released earlier this year that may have already increased in uh, value by 10 to 12%. Um, they're proving hard to get anyway, which is why their value has increased in the first place. But now that more people are chasing them, um, I'm just not sure where, that's, where those sorts of things are going to head. Um, presumably, they'll increase in price even further. Um, uh yeah, sorry. As a, no, not at all. As a reminder to people, the Queen appeared on 33 currencies around the world, which according to the Guinness World Book of Records is a world record. What are some of the more, um, you mentioned some of the more coveted ones. I gather there are some Canadian ones amongst them, but some some very interesting, people may not even be familiar with some of these, even in the countries where these were produced. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the rarer coins are released uh, specifically for collectors. Um, so 
if if you're if you're in the the general public often aren't exposed to them unless you happen to see um, a press ad or a TV commercial advertising them. But a lot of these a lot of these things don't require advertising. There's such an appetite um, in a lot of the countries that the, the Queen's head appears on the currency for uh, these limited edition, um, you know, it can often be a, a Canadian coin, but instead of struck in its ordinary uh, basic metal, it'll be struck in silver and limited to an edition of 10 or 15 or 20,000. And these numbers are not very large. Um, and when you find they sell out when they're first released. That means there's not a lot of them left for anyone new that may come into the market afterwards. And that that's what we're now seeing. We're seeing an upsurge of people that are saying, real look, you know, I've got some, I've got some holes in, in this collection I'm building and I want to fill them and I want to fill them now. Um, and the holes they have are usually these, these rare editions that have sold out when they were first released. Yeah, so... Yeah, the, a few that caught my eye. I wasn't aware of the fact that they, there had been a, a Canadian pre-World War, Second World War Canadian $20 bill featuring Elizabeth, uh, Princess Elizabeth as a child. I, I didn't know that existed. I just, I just looked it up. I mean, it is, it is indeed what it's described as, but I gathered that would be something that, that is coveted. That's going to be incredibly sought after. And there's, there's only a handful of instances. Britain itself doesn't have anything with any currency issue with the Princess Elizabeth on it. But as you mentioned, Canada's got that note. And I think Australia had a stamp that they issued um, just after the war with the young princess on it. So these, these things that were issued before her reign are incredibly sought after. Um, and then, of course, we've got all the, the, the sequence of currency issued during her reign. There was one too, a 1954 one um, called the Devil's Head Note series, another that I hadn't yeah. heard of, uh, which which has an even more sort of strange story behind why it's so coveted. Yeah, well, it's it's a, a, just one of those remarkable things. The design was created, um, approved, went into production, and then after it was released into currency, into circulation, uh, some people started to realize that actually the, the waves in the in the Queen's hair looked a little bit like a, a ghoulish face so it quickly became known as the devil's head uh the devil's head bill and and has been popular ever since and sought after and those are the sort of things that they're, they're limited in number um they're, they're no longer available and they already had a collector following and indeed a, quite a healthy collector premium so that collector premium i can only see increasing quite dramatically now that the Queen has passed away, and there's going to be a lot more people looking for those sorts of things. Are there many of them out there? For instance, the um, the pre World Second World War Elizabeth is Princess Elizabeth twenty dollar bill, and and uh, and and this the Devil's Head. Are there many out there in circulation? Or I would imagine they've been collected long ago by those who really wanted them. Yeah, they were issued such a long time ago. I think any of the any of the quantities that may have existed, anyone who may have put aside ten or fifteen or twenty notes at the time would have come to the market by now and been sold through auction or whatnot. Um, but the other thing about notes is they tend, they have quite a, quite a high purchasing power anyway, and people often can't afford to put, you can't afford to put a hundred of these notes aside. So right. um, rare notes tend not to turn up in, in large numbers anyway. Um, but as you mentioned, these are now so old that any quantities that may have been out there 
will have been identified as being valuable and will have probably come up for sale. Peter Hutchison, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ben.